What is going on, everybody? It's your boy Nightmare K Hawk back at it again with another podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Christmas Eve 2022, December 24th. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, everyone's celebrating their Christmas, their holidays, being with their family and their friends and their their significant others and their hoes and their sluts and their uh baby daddies and all that good stuff. But she, but me. Nightmare K-Hawk, not a chance. My wife's out of town. She's joined Christmas with her family. Fortunately for me, Nightmare K-Hawk doesn't celebrate. We have work to do. We have a podcast to maintain. So I'm going to here to bring you the crypto news, gaming news. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, folks, tonight. So let's not waste any time. Let's get into the crypto freaking rankings. So we got Bitcoin at $16,858.01 penny. We have Ethereum at $1,222.32. We have Tether at $1. USD coin at $1. BNB at number 5, $245.25. We have XRP at $0.35. We have Binance at $1. We have Dogecoin, $0.07. We have Cordano at $0.25. That has taken a massive pullback. Polygon is at $0.79. DAI is at $0.99. We have Polkadot at number 12, $4.46. We have Tron. At a nickel, Litecoin $65.93. We have Shiba Inu, $83.65 millions of one penny. We have Solana at number 16, $11.44. We have Uniswap, $5.22. Avalanche, $11.68. We have Leo, $3.70. Rap BTC is $16,826.05. We have Chainlink, $5.92. We have Tuncoin, Ton. $2.45. We have Monero XMR at number 23, $143.66. We have Cosmos Atom, $8.99. We have Ethereum Class at number 25, $16.44. Bitcoin Cash is at $101.99. We have Stellar XLM at number 27 at 7 cents. We have Crow, 6 pennies. OKB at number 29, $23.11. OKB's been climbing up, folks. ApeCoins at number 30, $3.60. We have Q&T, $105.83. We have Algorand, 16 pennies. We have VeChain, 16... No, VeChain's at a penny, my bad. Near Protocols at $1.34. We have HBAR, 4 pennies. We have Internet Computer, $3.75. We have Filecoin, $2.93. We have EOS, number 38 on the charts, $0.87. Cents. We have Pax Dollar at $0.99. Cents. Paxile has been moving up the charts, folks. Another stable coin, mind you. Terra Classics at $14.46 million to one penny. We have Bitcoin Satoshi Vision, $44.18. We have HT, $5.40. We have Metaverse X, $34.59. We have Flow at $0.75. Cents. We have Theta Network at $0.77. Cents. We have Ave at number 46, $54.33. We have True USD at 99 cents. We have Tezos, 79 cents. USDD, 98 cents. We have Axie Infinity rounding out the top 50 folks at $7.03. Again, that's Axie Infinity rounding out the top 50 at $7.03. Some honorable mentions we have Shills, 11 cents. Sandbox, 44 cents. Zcash, $39.92. Zcash is starting to move up, folks. Look out. 
But those are your top 50 cryptos with those honorable mentions, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we have to move on to the crypto news, folks. We have auto payments on Ethereum. Visa says it's possible, folks. That's right. The credit card giant Visa saying there might be auto payments on Ethereum's network. So let's get into the story, folks. This broke about six days ago. It's a little old, but we're going to definitely talk about it. So Visa is trying to get auto payments on Ethereum by creating a new type of wallet. A process the company calls account abstractions. Mixing wallets and smart contracts. Visa is looking at ways it can help the Ethereum ecosystem develop. Today, the payments giant published a technical paper in which it explores the possible development and automatic payment system of self-custody wallets on Ethereum. Online bill pay is growing rapidly and customers, especially younger ones, they're talking about Generation Z folks, have to come to expect the ability to set up recurring payments and take advantage of other conveniences associated with using their Visa cards. States the paper before claiming that ease of payments is the main reason why customers tend to change payment methods. Enabling auto payments for self-custody wallets is challenging. Since the ideal e entails possibly giving access to one's private keys to a smart contract in charge of making the payments on one's behalf, effectively, auto payments can potentially threaten the security provided by self-custody. According to the Visa team, the solution to, this, to that problem comes in the form of account abstraction, meaning a combination of user wallets, smart contracts, and one Ethereum account. This would reportedly give more flexibility to the process of validating transactions on a blockchain, among other things. Visa believes it would enable multi-owner accounts through multi-sig and public accounts from which anyone can make a transaction. Practically speaking, users would be able to create a wish list of pre-approved auto payments on a uh, on a on a distributed account, which would not require the owner's signature every time a payment is made. It remains to be seen whether account abstraction is everything Visa makes it out to be. The team claimed that because an auto payment contract is a smart contract, a user can confidentially, that is, cannot execute in a way other than how it is written. A, a phrase that may sound a little naive to crypto natives having already seen their wallets drain when accidentally signing a uh, malice smart contract. Disclaimer, at the time of writing, the author of this piece owned Bitcoin, Ethereum, and several other crypto assets. So ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Visa saying right now that auto payments are possible on Ethereum. They just have to figure it out. They're still working on it. I mean, if you're Ethereum... Uh, Maxi out there or you're in the Ethereum ecosystem. Let me know how y'all think about this out there. I personally am not a fan of this at all. I don't like it. Uh, I don't own any Ethereum at all, but I would not like this. I don't want Visa knowing my wallet address. I don't give a shit. I know Ethereum has public addresses. I know it's easy to figure out someone's uh, Ethereum wallet address through Google and all that stuff. But folks, I'm sorry, man. I am not a fan of this at all. So let me know what y'all think about this out there. I am not a fan of this. We have more news to get to. Moving on to Brazil. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Brazil is in the news. Their president just signed 
bill regarding the use of Bitcoin as payment. So let's go ahead and break down this story. All these stories are on CryptoNews.net. Definitely will be putting the links in the description below. But let's have a discussion on Twitter about this. So Brazilian president Jar on Thursday morning signed a bill into law that established a complete regulatory framework for the trading and use of Bitcoin in the country, according to the federal government official journal. President Jar enacted the bill approved by Congress without any modification as previously reported. The new rules recognize Bitcoin as a digital representation of value that can be used as a mean of payment and as an investment asset in South American nations. A virtual asset is a digital representation of value that can be negotiated or transferred electronically and used for payments or as an investment, per the bill text. The new law, which goes into effect 180 days after today's signature, does not make Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency a legal tender in the country. Notwithstanding, the, the legitimacy conferred Upon BTC use case as payment is meaningful and has the potential to spur greater activity in the country. The extent to which that happens, however, is dependent on the auctions, depends on the actions, excuse me, of the regulatory in charge. The execution, the executive branch, excuse me, will select the government bodies that will oversee the market. The expectation is that the Central Bank of Brazil, the BCB, will be in charge when Bitcoin is used as a payment while the country's Security and Exchange Commission, CVM, will be a watchdog when it is used as an investment asset. Both the BCB and the CVM, along with the Federal Tax Authority, RFB, help lawmakers craft the overhaul legislation. If the BCB gets confirmed as the sector's watchdog, the outlook isn't the best. While the regulatory can't override the affirmation definition of a virtual asset determined by the law, there is a little reason to believe that the BCB will go out of its way to push greater adoption of Bitcoin as payment. Its president, Roberto Campos, has said multiple times that he doesn't see cryptocurrency as a great alternative to fiat payments, citing mainly volatility. More importantly, the BCB is working to release its own digital currency, the real digital which is a CBDC, folks, for Brazil, which is currently planned to go live in 2024. But the greatest regulatory clarity given by the legislation encourages business to explore their, their ubiquitous payment method more closely. This, in turn, can translate into more widespread adoption of Bitcoin as a medium of exchange in Brazil, irrespectively of whether an active endorsement by the BCB comes or not. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Bitcoin is not legal tender, but they do recognize Bitcoin can be used as a payment or a investment. So, if you do believe in government and you still suck the government's dick off, um, then this may be good for you if you live in Brazil. Unfortunately, I don't like government meddling in crypto at all. I think they're all a bunch of scumbags and a bunch of jackasses. So... I don't like this at all, personally, just me, but uh, for the people of Brazil, let's have a discussion on Twitter, man. Let's have a discussion on some of these Web3 um, messaging apps or Telegram, you know, or Snapchat or Instagram. Let's have a discussion because I would love to know what Brazilians think out there about their president signing this uh, bill into law. 
recognizing cryptocurrencies as either investment or payment. So let me know what y'all think out there. Moving on. We have another story about Solana possibly being abandoned by developers. All right, folks, this story broke here yesterday. It is not news that Solana investors that the altcoin capitalization is one of the hardest hit by the collapse of FTX. Alanita Research, but but are developers also fleeing the cryptocurrency? A large amount of capital left Ethereum's competitor, causing it to be pushed out of the top 10. And it even came into a smaller capitalization than Shiba Inu. Sam Brakeman Fry, being a big supporter of Solana, managed to make an even more negative impact on the altcoin than the network outages that the cryptocurrency has experienced over the past two years. Solana is known to be the big star of non-fungible tokens. After all, it has one of the largest markets in this arena, second only to Ethereum. Incidentally, in the world of NFTs, the altcoin marketplace is still one of the most recognized. Magic Eldin, Solana's marketplace for non-fungible tokens, NFTs, is fourth in trading volume according to DAP radar data. In other words, despite the negative price movement in recent days after ETH, the largest blockchain for NFTs is still Solana. The developers were were another major support that the Sol network still maintained. Soon after the altcoin crash, they remained active, and now it remains to be seen whether just over a month after FTX bankrupt filing, they are still around. Is development on Solana dying? According to the information from the data aggregator, Terminal Token, the active development of Solana's software, decreased by more than 90% in 2022. It is a fact that this percentage has drawn a lot of attention because it represents the departure of 2,425 developers from the smart contract platform network. Furthermore, it also demonstrates that altcoin networks would have Ceased to be ceased to be interesting even before the FTX collapse. However, there is a problem in the terminal token analysis that has been reported by Solana's community. In order to capture development data, the platform only considers direct individual contributions to Solana's central software uh, respiratory. Therefore, the development of other software not belonging to cryptocurrency foundation is not considered. For that reason, Solana community decided to attack the information passed on. FAM, a software engineer at, uh, what is that? Cyber Network, said that the data provided by Terminal Token is closed source and questionable. Developer Jacob made an even stronger statement saying that the numbers he got from the analysis were garbage. What's the truth? According to the research and security, from, security firm, SEC3, at the beginning of November, Solana was one of the fastest development altcoins. Looking at the unique numbers of developers, 25,000 have written, deployed, and audit programs on a cryptocurrency. Already in early December, the situation was not the best for Sol, Solana's network development. This is because Finbold data revealed that the crypto ranked only ninth in GitHub development activity. The lead was in the hands of Cardano, ADA, Cosmos, Atom, and Polkadot which took first, second, and third place respectively. While the situation is not at all pleasant for one of the most important Ethereum killers, Solana is still in the game and, and fighting to stay out of the crypto graveyard. 
The presence of developer on its network is a big driver for this not to happen. And for Solana to get back to being the big star, it was in 2021. Solana has been one of the top blockchain ecosystems by monthly developer growth. So, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot going on in Solana. A lot of things you're not going to hear in mainstream crypto right now. You know, they don't want to out Solana. But, ladies and gentlemen, this is what's going on behind the scenes of Solana. The devs might be out, man. They might be saying, fuck it. We're out of here. We're gone. We're getting the fuck out of this dumpster fire before it hits the fan. So, will Solana be one of the first Ethereum killers to go out of business, folks? We will find out. Let me know what y'all think out there. And I have one more crypto story for y'all out there. It's about Charles Hoskins. Says that Cardano is now a zombie chain. Now, this is shocking, folks. I didn't even know the story came out. It actually came out on December 21st. I didn't see it. So, I found it on CryptoNews.com. I definitely will be putting all these links in the description below, folks. So, let's get into this. So Hoskins reacts to Coindesk negative 2023 prediction for Cardano. Cardano founder Charles Hoskins has reacted to an opinion piece published recently by crypto news outlet Coindesk. The crypto news outlet predicted that Cardano will become a zombie chain in 2023. Coindesk made this known in an article dubbed 23 blockchain predictions for 2023. Coindesk reports the popular crypto media outlet Describe Cardano as a vaporware blockchain that will soon lose its position as a top 10 blockchain as speculator money leaves the ecosystem. Coindesk noted that Cardano is still riding off the hype from its early days. Coindesk added that Cardano has not undergone any significant ecosystem development despite the innovations happening around Web3. In the current depth of the bear market, Ethereum is maintaining roughly 1 billion in volume every 24 hours compared to that to compare that to Cardano negative 1 million and EOS is 100,000 daily. I mean, let me repeat that again. In the current depth of the bear market, Ethereum is maintaining roughly 1 billion in volume every 24 hours compared that to Cardano's 1 million and EOS $100,000 daily volume Coindesk added. Hoskins Reaction following the negative report on ADA emphasized with the Twitter user at Cordano Noobs called on Hoskins' attention to the post. At Cordano Noobs asked Hoskins if Hoskins read the Coindesk report that upgraded Cordano from a ghost chain to a zombie chain. Did you see at Coindesk gave us an upgrade from ghost chain to zombie chain alongside EOS at Crypto Nudes? At Crypto Nudes, uh, commenting on the article, Hoskins said, maybe Cordano has also become a zombie chain. I guess we are a zombie chain now. Hoskins, Hoskins says crypto media hates Cordano. It's bare mentioning that Coindesk article further confirms Hoskins' previous co comment that crypto media hates Cordano. In May, Hoskins said he does not understand why, Cordano, why crypto media hates Cordano. The prompted crypto entrepreneur said that Cardano has not received much support from crypto media outlets. The low crypto media support has contributed to the negative reports Cardano has received from news outlets like Coindesk. Some critics describe Cardano as a ghost chain with little to no utility. Cardano source and criticism. However, Cardano has proved that critics wrong by 
recording a massive spike in the number of smart contracts deployed on the network. As reported by the Crypto Basics, the number of smart contracts deployed on Cardano spiked by more than 300% year-to-date. For context, Cardano has undergone a series of upgrades to improve the blockchain's performance. In September, Cardano development team Input Output Global, IOG, shipped Vas Vasco and an and upgrade that brought significant improvements, including faster block creation and enhanced smart contract functionality to the blockchain. Coinbase ignores Cardano in recent reports. Meanwhile, Cardano was dealt a heavy blow recently after popular crypto exchange Coinbase completely ignored the blockchain in it in its 2023 crypto market outlook report. Commenting on the development, Hoskins said he expected better from Coinbase. Not a single mention of Cardano. Pretty low and pretty sad. I honestly expect better from Coinbase, according to Charles, according to Charles Hoskins. So, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of hate on Cardano right now. A lot of hate. Cardano has taken a massive hit. It is down to 25 cents right now per ADA coin right now. So, Cardano's getting beat up, folks. It's getting shitted on. I mean... I mean, I might have to agree with this uh, assessment here, what CoinDesk said, man, that Cardano is a zombie chain, folks. I mean, we're not really hearing anything from Cardano. It's kind of been kind of quiet, been in the background, really out of the news. Everyone's disrespecting it. But I'll tell you what, folks, I may, I may put some money in Cardano just to see if it pumps here in the next couple of years. I mean, I'm not going to do it right now. I want to see how low Cardano could do. If it gets back to like pennies, I'll definitely drop like a hundred or, you know, maybe 300 bucks in it just to hold it and stake it. But other than that, folks, I mean, yeah, man, it's looking bad for Cardano. Like, let me know what you think out there. If you're a Cardano maximalist or you're a Cardano uh, in the Cardano ecosystem, how do you feel about this article? Because it is shocking to me. It's really shocking when you honestly think about it, how bad Cardano has fallen, folks. And folks, when I was banned from everything during the hype of the pandemic, you know, Cardano invited me to their, um, to their freaking, um, their crypto conference. It was in New York City. I couldn't go physically because I was banned from the arena because I wasn't vaccinated, obviously, and I'm still not vaccinated now, but, um, they invited me. They told me, hey, you can watch it, watch it live online. It was an 11-hour freaking, um, it was an 11-hour crypto conference, but I only watched about six hours of it, but it was pretty good. I like what they were doing in the background, the games, the NFTs, and things like that. So, folks, Cordano's always treated me with respect, personally. I've been in their ecosystem. I've been part of their community. I have no problems with Cordano. None of their people, none of their maxis. I have no problem with Cardano. Like, I like Charles Hoskins. Me and him used to talk online all the time on uh through email. We used to communicate a lot. I tried to interview him once, but he wanted me to pay him. And I wasn't going to pay him $10,000 to come on my podcast. I think that's ridiculous. And I don't think you should pay any of these people to come on your podcast, especially when you're a small podcast. It's just stupid. But, uh Yeah. It would have been great if you would have came on my podcast, but decided not to because I wouldn't pay him, like I said. But yeah, I have no problem with Cardano. Um, 
I can't give anybody crypto advice or any type of investment advice, but for my own sakes, would I put money in Cardano again? I mean, yeah, sure. Why not get free tokens when you stake it, especially on Atomic Wallet or Trust Wallet or, or even the Cardano Wallet. You get a nice yield, 5%, maybe 6% yield. You get free tokens every week. So free coins every week. So it is what it is. And then when it blows up in price, it gets like maybe to $3 or something. You sell it, you know, and you move your profits to something else like Monero or Dogecoin or something, which would be freaking awesome. So anyway, folks, let's move on to the gaming section. We got two articles for you tonight. So we got everything we need to know about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Final Fantasy VII. So Square Enix blew us away when it released Final Fantasy VII Remake in 2020, a glorious update to the game that has echoed through gaming history as one of the most revered stories. It only ever tackled the first few sections of the original Mammoth title, though, so more installments were always coming going to come. Now we know that there will be Three in total, and the next is on its way. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Find out all the key details right here. So Final Fantasy VII Rebirth release date. Square Enix held a 25th anniversary celebration for Final Fantasy VII in mid-June of 2022. And it was during the live stream that it announced Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the next part of its reimagining of the base game. That was a pleasant that was a pleasant enough surprise on its own, but we were particularly pleased to see it accompanied by a release window. Rather than just an amulet coming soon, the game is slated to release in winter 2023, according to Square Enix. We'll update the, this article as soon as that window becomes a more prestigious release date, of course. As it stands, this means 2023 will be a huge year for fans of the franchise with Final Fantasy's Final Fantasy 17 also coming out at, at some point. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth trailer. The first trailer for the game isn't a hugely long one and is quite ambiguous. Featuring voiceover from, what is that? Arthur discussing whether Cloud and his friends have any ability to change the future. We also hear from Cloud discussing Cypher's nefarious plans we don't get to see any action or battle gameplay although the footage of cloud and cypress walking through a landscape together does give the impression of being live rather than pre-rendered suggesting the game will look mighty fine indeed final fantasy 7 rebirth platforms the first part of final fantasy 7 remake that truly came out on PS4 only before being upgraded and repackaged for the PS5 as the integrated edition featuring Yoff. Now, Rebirth is slated to come exclusive to Sony PS5, confirming it as a full next-gen title that will be able to make the most of the console's quick SSD and graphical might. There's no indication that it will come to Xbox at any point, but we'd expect it to reach PC players too, since the first part has now come out on PC. So Final Fantasy VII Rebirth Story and Gameplay, the first part of Square remake of Final Fantasy VII ended with an, an, with an integrated explosion of multiverse possibilities and the suggestion that we might 
not have been playing a straight remake at all, but rather experience a different timeline. This means that certain events that we've been assuming are set in stone, such as the famous fate awaiting Astaroth, might not actually be an might not actually be as an as we think. That's a theme that the reveal of Reaper picks up and runs with. Alibits in a very brief trailer, we know that we'll be exploring beyond the bounds of Midgard since we left the Mega City at the end of the last part. It also looks like flashbacks are in store to clarify the relationship between Cloud and each of Zack. Um, Zathoros himself, we haven't seen any sustainable gameplay clips yet, but it is safe bet that things won't change too drastically from the first game system, which offer up amazing real-time combat that provided a great twist on the turn-based history of the game. This means you can expect more action-packed combat that lets you swap between characters on the fly or manage their abilities while you stick with Cloud, depending on how you like to play. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth coming in 2023 in the winter. So, ladies and gentlemen, look out. If you're a Final Fantasy VII fan out there, you're going to get a third game, and it is Rebirth, folks. So, get your wallets ready. If you're a gamer out there, if you're a PC gamer, if you're a PS5 gamer, get your wallets ready. Get your freaking pre-orders ready, folks. And it is about to go down in Final Fantasy. Now I played Final Fantasy when I was a when I was a young dude, uh, when I was on PlayStation and stuff like that. Final Fantasy VII to me is probably one of, if not the greatest Final Fantasy games of all time. Period. End of story. Now I jumped out of Final Fantasy. I'm not really a Final Fantasy fan anymore. I still love Kingdom Hearts. I haven't played any of the new Kingdom Hearts. I wasn't too much of a fan of Kingdom Hearts four. Uh, to be honest, I was very disgusted uh, with Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, so I've kind of moved away from that realm. But ladies and gentlemen, we have one more story. And this is about Assassin's Creed Mirage. So Assassin's Creed Mirage, ladies and gentlemen, let's look, jump into this. So Assassin's Creed series has been getting bigger and bigger as time winds on. But there are strong rumors that that... Th that but there are strong rumors that things might be changing with the next iteration. One code name, Rift, and now officially titled Mirage. We've got all the details floating around, floating around out there about the next Assassin's Creed game for you right here. So be sure to check them out below. Assassin's Creed Mirage, the title and release date. Following months of rumors and leaks on September 1st, 2022, Ubisoft confirmed that its next Assassin's Creed game will be called Mirage. So prior to that report, prior to that, reports claimed that the much-rumored next Assassin's Creed game was coded named Rift, according to Bloomberg, with later rumors correctly circulating the title Mirage 2. We still don't have a clear sense of when Mirage might release, but Bloomberg again reported that it's expected for late 2022 or 2023 Bank on 2023, folks, to plug a hole in the Assassin's Creed schedule before Ubisoft can release Infinity, which is a more 
concrete step forward for the franchise. In December 2022, Inside Gaming claimed its source are pointing at an August 23, 2023 release date, but there's not a huge amount out there to back this right now. Assassin's Creed mirrored story. The key fact from Bloomberg report about the game in terms of how its story will unfold is that it is expected to be Star Bassam, who played a major role in the events of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, although it's likely to actually be set during his own time period. There are also reports that the game will feature a recreation of medieval Baghdad as its chief setting, something that simply won't be verified until or unless Ubisoft chooses to unveil the game properly. So, uh, Cypher reiterates that details on Reddit in July 2022 when asked about the game might feature an Aztec setting, a long-term wish list item for series fans. Assassin's Creed Mirage gameplay. The other big hit, the other big bit of information from Bloomberg, which is one which is the one really deep report out there about Mirage at the present, indicates that it will be taking a much tighter approach to its gameplay than more recent Assassin's Creed games, which have obviously sprawled to huge size with endless amounts to do. The game will seemingly go back to the series roots a bit, focusing more on tightly on stealth and lethal in a smaller world. For fans of the series, this could be a breath of fresh air for all that the likes of Odyssey, Valhalla, and Origins gain it new fans. There's nothing wrong with a game that won't take dozen hours to get close to completing. This should mean there are fewer RPG elements and potentially no option for dialogue choice and branching quests, quest and branching quest, which make which might sound like a loss, but could result in a much tighter experience. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Expect expect a smaller world for Assassin's Creed, more tightly focused, folks, and also, you know, not a lot of choices with dialogue. So it's going to be very, very interesting, folks. So I'm excited for the new Assassin's Creed. I don't play Assassin's Creed personally, folks. But, just let you gamers out there know, Assassin's Creed is a great game. I've seen it played. Looks awesome. I've watched people play it. I've watched it on YouTube. I've watched it on, you know, Twitch. I've watched it on um, just different streaming platforms as well. It's absolutely amazeballs, folks. So, if you're a gamer out there, get your wallets ready. Get your wallets ready. Because August of 2023, folks, if Assassin's Creed... Mirage comes out during that month. You definitely want to make sure you got your money. So don't spend too much money on vacations next year. If it's true and confirmed that it's coming out in August of 2023, you definitely want to make sure you have your money. Make sure you pre-order Assassin's Creed. Make sure you pre-order Final Fantasy VII uh, Rebirth as well. Folks, there is so much news going on right now. This is why I don't celebrate holidays, folks, because there's just so much news going on. You know, there are things about The Witcher, The Witcher remake they're coming out with as well. Uh, so that's also a thing I'm going to put in the description below as well as you folks can read that. 
Um, Xbox confirms more of its games that play well on the Steam Deck, so I'll be putting a link to that article as well. And we're definitely, and I'm definitely going to give you a link to Star Wars Jedi Survivor as well, folks. So I'm going to put a lot of links in the description below, folks, for you gamers out there as well. We definitely will be putting the crypto news links in the description as well, folks. So, ladies and gentlemen, man, it is been really quiet though. I mean, we just had a freezing storm up here in upstate New York. A lot of people have lost a lot of power. It's been pretty crazy. Electric bills are soaring up here, folks. It's absolutely asinine. Um, I have been minting my uh, podcast as NFTs, folks. So you can definitely check that out on a on the uh, Polygon network as well, on the Polygon blockchain. So I've been minting them on Polygon. So if you definitely want to uh, support me, you definitely can buy my NFT, my audio version of my podcast on the Polygon Network. So that would be great if you'd like to do that. That's totally up to you. I'm not telling you you have to, but it would be greatly appreciated if you did check out my NFT on Polygon's network as well. Um, it's just a way for me to market my podcast on the blockchain as well. But uh, other than that, folks, I mean, like I said, I don't celebrate Christmas. I really don't celebrate holidays. It's kind of a slow holiday for me as well, you know, in December. It's kind of slow. Crypto's been kind of trading sideways, looking crazy. I've staked all of my Dogecoin at this point, thanks to ThorChain and their DEX integration in the Edge wallet. So that's something you can definitely check out, folks. Uh, ThorChain did put a DEX inside of the Edge Hot Wallet. Um, so you can get uh, a percentage at APR on your crypto holdings through the bear market. I'm not saying that's something you should do, that, but that is something you should definitely check out if you're worried about volatility and making sure your crypto is doing pretty well during the bear market. You do it with Dogecoin, Bitcoin, Ethereum. Uh, Tron is now on the edge wallet as well, so I'm I'm prob I'm pretty sure you probably can stake that Polygon. I think you can stake as well. Um, so something to check out. If you haven't downloaded Edge Wallet, go to your Apple Store or go to your... Google Play Store and download the Edge Wallet so you can check out that ThorChain Dex inside of the wallet. So it's absolutely amazeballs. It's absolutely awesome. So it's definitely something to look at. But yeah, folks, I mean, honestly, next week I'm going to be deep diving into Web3, folks. I'm going to do a whole show on Web3. Um, I may do some gaming news towards the end of the show. Next weekend, because it is going into 2023, and I think 2023 will be the year of Web3. I think it will also be the year of, of uh, not NFTs or crypto, but I think it will also be the year of gold and silver. I think gold and silver make their return, folks, in the mainstream media. I think we're going to start seeing advertisements all over the interwebs about gold and silver, folks. And if you haven't noticed, folks... Silver has been moving, folks. It has been pumping. It is almost at $24 an ounce. It got over $24 an ounce earlier this week, folks, but did take a pullback. I sold a little bit so I can make a profit, and I made a very good profit uh, with my silver selling. Uh, made a hell of a lot of profit. I go ahead and stake my Dogecoin. Uh, just this past week as well, making a good return. I'm making a lot of doge right now, which is fucking awesome. Um, 
It's just fantastic, folks. I'm letting my money work for me. If silver goes down back under um, $17 an ounce, I will back up the fucking truck and buy a shit ton more silver one ounce coins, Canadian coins, because I am a Canadian maple leaf nut when it comes to fucking silver coins. So I, I think the maple leaf is one of the most beautifulest things Canada has on its flag. It's so fucking beautiful. And when you have a silver maple leaf, one ounce maple leaf, it looks so fucking beautiful, bro. It's absolutely amazeballs. Sis, if you don't have, if you do not have a one ounce silver coin maple leaf, you are missing out. Straight up, end of story, folks. You are missing the fuck out. You definitely need to get you one. Straight up, end of story. But anyway, moving on, folks. Next month, I will be heading to Texas. Yeah, that's right, folks. I will be heading down to Texas um, to celebrate my birthday. I normally do not do anything for my birthday. So yeah, I will be down there in Texas, you know, in Houston, celebrate my birthday and hanging out with people, getting to know people, hanging out and seeing what the Texas Houston life is like. So yeah, it should be very fun and awesome. But yeah, folks, next week, like I said, Web3, we're going to dive deep into Web3. I'm going to talk about Web3 a lot throughout the show. We're going to do some crypto news as well, crypto price reports as well. Like I said, I may give you some gaming news um, towards the end of the show next week. And I will also give you my thoughts. I may have to do two shows on uh, New Year's Eve. I may have to do three podcasts on New Year's Eve, folks, because I have a lot to talk about. I'm going to also give you my predictions of 2023, folks, what I think about the economy. You know what? I'll tell you what. What I'm going to do is I'm actually going to save the 2023 prediction for my news section. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll put the, I'll put the 2023 um, predictions on the news section. We're definitely going to talk about some independent news tonight as well. But I'll save those 2023 predictions, what I think of the economy, how things are going to go uh, for next week as well. But ladies and gentlemen, it has been a hell of a year. You know, the whole COVID restriction things has kind of subsided, thank goodness. But ladies and gentlemen, they are about to wrap it. They're about to ramp this shit up in 2023. They have all the data they need. And they are about to go to fucking town, folks. This is about to get crazy. But again, folks, I don't want to spoil Christmas. So I hope everybody has a great Christmas. Uh, open your gifts. Be safe. Don't drink too much. Don't smoke too much weed. Um, and things like that. Uh, be nice to each other as well. Also, folks, again, like I said, I will put the link to my NFT. Um, I had an interview today with a Web3 person that works for ShopX. Um, I'll put that link to that freaking um, NFT podcast in the description below, along with all these stories, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you, you folks out there check that out as well. I post it on Twitter as well. So you can go to my Twitter account as well, see that NFT uh, audio podcast of that interview it was about... About a half an hour. He didn't really want to stay all long. He had, you know, Christmas and all that stuff to get to do. So I understand that. But like I said, folks, if you ever want to come on my show, be a guest on my show, always send me an email. 
Uh, you can send me an email at samuel.miller1525 at protonmail.com. Again, that's samuel.miller1525 at protonmail.com. Proton, P-R-O-T-O-N, mail, M-A-I-L.com. So yeah, send me an email. Let's set up a time, set up a date, and we can definitely have you on. We can talk about whatever you want. We can talk about crypto. We can talk about Monero. We can talk about Dogecoin. We can talk about NFTs. We can talk about Web3. We can talk about being a thought if you want. We can talk about you being a slut. Um, you liking sports, gaming, whatever you want to talk about. We can talk about we can talk about the NWO, the Who, anything you want. We can talk about shovels if you want. Doesn't matter to me. As long as it's at least 30 minutes of conversation up to an hour, hour and a half, and then uh, we go from there. So again, folks, it is now 10 o'clock at night, folks. I'm going to probably take about 30 minutes of a break, and then I'm going to come back on. I'm going to do the news section, folks, independent news. That will be out. The independent news section will be out on Wednesday uh, before the end of this month. So I'll bring you one more news, independent news stories before the end of the month. This podcast, unfortunately, will go out tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., 6 a.m. Pacific. So if you're on the West Coast, do not set your alarm to listen to my podcast. Please wake up later on Sunday. It is Christmas. I mean, I know a lot of you are going to be up early because you want to open your presents. So that's fine. Do your thing. Like I said, I really don't care for holidays. They fucking suck. And you're fucking actually... Talking to family members you don't see anyway. Who so who gives a shit? But anyway, folks, I'm gonna ha- go ahead and end it here right now, and I'm gonna let y'all get back to your Christmas Eve dinner and y'all smoking weed and drinking Hennessy and all that stuff and dancing like fucking idiots. I'm gonna take a thirty minute break. And I'll be right back on in about thirty minutes. So I'll holler at y'all in about thirty minutes. Peace. <laughs>